everyone, and welcome to Upland Outdoor Adventures, where we talk about the birds, the dogs, the gear, the people, the places, and most importantly, the adventures. I'm your host, Josh, and my co-host, as always, is my lovely wife, Leslie. Hi, y'all. Well, first of all, we want to apologize for not getting <laughs> this podcast out on Monday. Man, it has been, I would say, the last seven days have been like crazy. And we are actually broadcasting from a different podcast room. So this might sound horrible. It might sound as good or it might sound better. Never can tell. But we're trying a different setup this week. So uh, give us your feedback on how it sounds. Um, Yeah, we have, oh my gosh, Greg Cronkite, too, we're going to be interviewing today. Greg's going to be our guest. He's our he's our main sponsor here on the uh, podcast, Dakota 283 Kennels. And we have had to reschedule this podcast in, uh, interview, what, three times now? Yeah, and typically we would have just put him off and, 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 and like put that podcast out just the following week and went ahead and recorded whenever, and then we would have still had a podcast out um, Monday morning like always. But... <laughs> Uh, Josh's parents. Oh um, my gosh! They had a water line bust, and it just seemed like the never-ending oh, nightmare. It was a nightmare. At three hundred and fifty feet of water line, had to end up totally replacing it, and it's and hitting the neighbor's water line twice, oh having to repair gosh. their water line. The neighbor's the neighbor's water line. Actually, I am so sorry about that. You see, we're parents, too, so once in a while, around this time of day, our phones start blowing up because our kids are getting out of school, and they're wanting to talk to us, and and so that was Josh's awesome uh, University of Tennessee football ringtone that I hear about 84 times a day, um, but he's back now, yes. took care of it. Yes, I got got Bubby took care of. We got Bubby took care of. So, but anyways, um, that's our life. I mean, it's hectic. Oh. We've got kids we're dealing with, dogs like y'all know, you know, trying to work, fit in some fun, fit in some, you know, as much hunting as possible. And that's another thing. I mean, Josh has been working on the boat, putting LED lights on the boat. Um, I've been tricking my duck boat out. Basically. Yeah, doing a really good job of it too. I might add, he's a perfectionist. So every time I think something, oh, that looks good, he's like, no, it looks terrible, and I'm going to do it this way. And he's always right. I mean, about that. Don't get a big head about it. Think Can you repeat always, that again? He's always right about that. That. <laughs> um, but yeah, Greg Cronkite's going to be our guest this week. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Dakota 283 Kennels, which is the the best kennel for the money on the market, bar none. Um, comes in a gazillion different colors. Uh, we have the blaze orange mediums. Our dogs use mediums, as I say, every week. So uh, if you're using an intermediate on the other guys that are double row, uh, double wall rotomotive kennel, you can go down to a medium in the Dakota and get the exact same inside, dim- inside dimensions and for a lot less money. And Same inside dimensions, save money on the outside, still just as safe. So you can fit more 
things in the back of your truck. Yeah, yeah, you can fit more. T- well, you if you think about candles. it, you're, you're gaining four inches width and four inches four inches of length. And for us, the height. If you got two in there side deal. by side, yeah, you're, we really yeah. wanted the height. And, and if you're planning on using a decking system, then I feel like this is the way to go. Oh yeah, especially if you've got a, a I've got a Lear shell on my truck and. If you've got a Lear shell, it's definitely, the Dakota mediums are definitely the way to go. You can, you know, put your deck system in there, stick your Dakotas in there, still reach over the top of them. and Lots of good. colors to choose from, so you can be your own original kind of person. Yep. And Dakota you is You can coming. get a different color for each dog if you wanted to, too, and commit that to your dog. Oh, word. Um, Dakota's coming out with a, a bunch of new stuff, and we will be talking about that later. Um, got a, a user code for our patrons. Uh, patrons hit us up, and we'll... Uh, Give you that user code for a discount code. And also, it's a huge discount also. Um, cable gangs, dude. Mm-hmm. Brennan down in Louisiana has got it figured out when it comes to tying out dogs. Cable gangs, C-A-B-L-E-G-A-N-G-Z. Z, be sure to put Z on the end of that. Brennan has got it. Brennan Landry, he's he's got it figured out on these dog tieouts. He's... Um, Multi-uses, like we said before. Super I mean, if you're traveling quality. with multiple dogs, you got to have this. Oh, yes. It will save your life when you need to make stops. Yep. It just does. When you're at the hotel or at the campsite the or wherever stop, you're at, the the highway. this thing is a mess. It's heavy duty. We had zero problems with it. We put um, two stakes, one in the ground, one yep. on each end. Now, I've had some messages actually asking me what kind of stakes I've been using to for the tie-outs on this. Now... As far as the tie-out system goes, I like my dogs to all be between the stakes. I don't like dogs tied to the stakes because for simply two or three reasons. One reason is you don't have to worry about dogs getting tangled up on the stakes. I know they, mm-hmm. they have stakes that actually have a swivel connection to them, but for some reason it seems like a dog ends up getting tangled on those. So I actually make my own stakes. Um, I've actually had a, a patron. Was it a patron? I don't know if it's a patron or just a listener. I can't remember. I have to look back. But I had a listener, you know, uh, matter of fact, two of them this week. Um, No, it was just one of them on this subject. But anyways, they messaged us and said, what kind of stakes do you use on your tie-out system? So um, what I do is I take a 30-inch grade pin, and anybody in construction knows what a grade pin is or a form pin. Um, It's basically a three-quarter piece of solid steel rod that's 30 inches long, and it's, it's honed down on one end sharp. And then what I do is I take... Two, and you can actually, if you've got access to a torch or, you know, if you can find some just basically quarter-inch steel plate, uh, three inches and say a three-inch diameter quarter steel plate, and just weld it to the top of that stake. But what I actually done was took those two grade pins, and on the top of each grade pin, I bought two fender washers that were, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a one-inch fender washer. It could have been a three-quarter fender washer. But anyways, they're, they're about three inches around, two and a half, three inches around. And I just welded those together and then welded those on. They actually go right down the circumference of the inside of that uh, fender washer is the same circumference as the outside of that stake. And I just slide them right down on top of that. And and I weld everything up solid and I do weld it good and solid because you just keep in mind you're going to be hammering that into the ground, uh, driving it into the ground. So that's that's what I use. I've got two 30-inch grade pins or form stakes, whatever you want to call them. Um and that's what I use. Now, there are some, uh, a bunch, Line Country, Gundog Supply, a, a bunch of different, uh, we're not sponsored by any supply, you know, dog supply company yet, but that's, so I'm not going to throw it on, you know, 
names specifically out there, but a lot of your places sell those. But anyways, check Brennan out down at Cable Gangs. And also, mm-hmm. we have got a discount code for you patrons. Um, tell Brennan you listen to the uh, Upland Outdoor Adventure podcast and... He'll do a little something for you, but tell him you're a patron and he'll really hook you up. Um, okay, if so, you're if you're a patron, I'm gonna tell you that if you're a patron, you order a if you want a five dog system, order a four dog system. He'll hook you up with a an extra dog for free. If you go on a three dog system, he's gonna sell it to you at a two dog system for our patrons. But you've got to get the discount code from us. You just can't call him, tell him that there is actually a discount code, and that's a, that's for our patrons. So uh, uh, patrons. If you're, we think we are getting a lot of patrons. We've every day or two we look and there's a new patron. We really, really, really appreciate you. And if you're wondering how to become a patron to get all these killer discount codes, go to www.patreon.com, which is p a t r e o n.com, and search Upland Outdoor Adventures. And five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, twenty dollars a month, whatever you want to uh, give, we greatly appreciate that. That just keeps the the bills paid here at the um, for our podcasting subscriptions and stuff, but uh, really appreciate that. You can follow us on Instagram at upland underscore OA. You can email us at uplandoa at gmail.com. And you can also keep up with us on Facebook at Upland Outdoor Adventures on Facebook. She's got something to say. Her I do are have something to say. Um, so it bothered me so deeply it did josh too that we didn't get a podcast out for the first time bad um since we started this thing on uh, at midnight on monday and i mean i literally woke up like with it on my mind and we like talk i how many conversations have we had in the middle of the night this week i don't know I mean, how many people have we had to message and say it's coming right. they're like hey where, where's your where's your podcast so you messed our day up we didn't get to listen to you that's where i was getting to so you know i was really nervous about it because we've had an outpouring of support especially recently from uh, people becoming patrons and people messaging us and and wanting to, you know, like talk to us about maybe one day meeting up and hunting and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and then it, you know, after we didn't get it out and, you know, we we're stressing over it and Josh is working daylight and then after dark Both. on this waterline trying to help his dad out. Um, we were getting messages from people. I was worried we were going to get like angry messages get blackballed and and we got like the most supportive messages like it was just crazy like i'm going to give a shout out to wing shot and fall on on uh on instagram who messaged us and and was you know like man i'm so sorry you guys are dealing with that you know like my heart goes out to you like really just like you know Showing some support for the fact that we're just normal people out here trying to do live our lives things. and <laughs> yeah, do abnormal things and and it just felt really good to know that. I mean, it feels like you guys are our friends and you know we've not met you in person, most of you, if not all, well, most of you, and so um, it just feels really good to have that fellowship and camaraderie and know that you guys really care and it makes us care. I just opened our messages up and we've got a message from a clothing outfitter that it's all in Chinese. I think we need to take them on as a sponsor. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Um, Yeah. So, I mean, 
you guys are awesome. Um, hopefully this is the, the only bump in a road for a while. And, and, you know, we're going to try to pick up and get another one out anyway on Monday. I mean, we're going to do that. Yeah. And I'm still working on, um, getting a live chat together. Yep. So if you are a patron, um, this is patron only live. Yeah. This is patron only live chat. Be sure, and you still got time to become a patron. And um, I'm oh, there's be, always time to become a patron. Yeah, there's I no mean, deadline for well, that. Well, yeah, you can always become a patron. But before I get this invite out that's personally out to only our patrons, yep. you still have time to become a patron. And the more the merrier. And we're just going to have a good time. And we're going to have this live meeting where we can all just be like... Good friends, having good conversation. Yep. You guys can come and talk about whatever you want to. This is about you yep. and and not about us. And this is us just trying to it's do our best. It's a Q&A. It's a brag session. You know, hey, you I went here. Us. Yeah, you tell us what you want to hear. Um, we will have a, a dog trainer or two on. Um, I'll answer a lot of dog training questions. Um, I'm not, air quotes, a professional trainer right now. You we know got a lot, what? We got a we got a lot of stuff we got to get in order before that takes place. What's I'm going to throw a challenge out there. Where are my women listeners? Yes, send messages. Where are my women listeners? I because was just thinking that same thing like I two days have, ago. I'm not hearing anything from our women listeners, and I know you're out there. And so I, I challenge you as a women as a woman listener, send us a message. Put my name out there. I'll personally respond to you. And let's get some women involved in this conversation, too. Because you're out there. I know you are. And you probably know way more than I do. And I want you to contribute to this conversation. Mm -hmm. So send us a message. Because I want to hear from our women listeners. I want to hear from our... Do we have any, like, kid listeners? Do we have any teenage listeners? Do we... I mean, the more diverse the group, the better. I want to hear from you guys. I mean, we've got seven, eight-year-olds with cell phones nowadays, iPhones. I mean, we could have... I mean, we're wholesome, y'all. You need to be, like, playing this for your kids. Word. Yeah. No cursing up in here. No. None. I get a crap every once in a while. Once in a while. What the heck? Yeah. It it just... But yeah, share it with all your friends. Um, But like I said, today's uh, broadcast, listen at me, today's podcast (laughs) is going to be with Greg Cronkite and, um, you know, without further ado, do we got anything else before we want to bring Greg on? Um, I I feel like I'm sitting here looking at him. He's waiting patiently. It feels weird to not be doing the crickets anymore, to not be like playing songs and asking for patrons i mean it's just all happening and you guys are like the best listeners ever and ever and you just make us want to do more and do better and we just really appreciate we're you. really we're nick larson um nick listens to the podcast and we're getting nick on here and there too we're having trouble kind of like with greg there he's he's uh i talked to him yesterday and he's fighting the snow he said or not fighting the snow yeah he said um i was gonna try to schedule an interview with him this week and he's like man he said he he was trying to schedule last week and I couldn't get to it, but he's like, uh, man, he said, we got snow coming in Friday and I'm going to hit the woods every day until it snows. He's, and the holidays are coming. Yes. They're upon us. Maybe next week. We'll try to get Nick on this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who we'll get on, but uh, we've also got uh, some people with American Woodcock Society, which is, this is news to Leslie. She's looking at me like, huh? Uh, I've got somebody with American Woodcock Society that um, 
we're going to interview, which I don't hear a lot of interviews, period, with anyone from the American Woodcock Society. Yeah. The Rough Grouse Society has a lot of interviews. We've had Mike Nadesky on. I'm going to get Ben Jones on. But um, timber doodles are way overlooked. Um, woodcock is way overlooked. And if you live here in Tennessee and you want to run your bird dogs, you better learn to love woodcock. Yeah. You got to so, get it where you can. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about the migration uh, with someone from American Woodcock Society coming up in a, a couple of weeks. So if you got any questions, if you got any questions for our upcoming guest, Nick Larson, if you got any questions for um, someone with American Woodcock Society, whether it be on migration, you know, banding processes, whatever, shoot us a text, uh, an email, an Instagram message, whatever, however you can get a hold of us. Uh, even if you're a Patreon, just shoot us a patron message. Um, if you become a Patreon, you can actually message us directly through Patreon. Which Patron, Patreon, Patron. Yes, Patreon. if you become a patron, you can message us directly through Patreon. That just gets on my nerves. I know. But so anyways, um, yeah, and like I said, that's a couple of guests we've got coming up. I'm still looking to get John Prince. He's as busy as I am, and he's my uh, breeder friend in Kansas that uh, is a short hair breeder. Um, if you got any questions for, for John... Uh, short hair related shoot us message we like to get a bunch of these questions coming in before we bring these people on that way we can ask them these questions and kind of answer your questions during the podcast that way it's not an after the fact so if you've got questions for nick larson mm-hmm. you've got uh, questions for anyone with american woodcock society you've got uh, questions for a short hair breeder send them to us patreon um greg cronkite's uh, on the phone right now so without further ado, uh, we've got our guest on this week, Greg Cronkite from Dakota 283 Kennels, which is our uh, first sponsor we had on the podcast. Greg, are you there? Can you hear us? Yes, sir. Josh, how are you? And Leslie, how are you? We are doing great. We're great. You just uh, you didn't get to hear our intro as we talked about how awesome Dakota 283 Kennels are, but... You'll have to listen to it after we put it out. Oh, uh, oh, that's great! I'll definitely check it praises. out. Well, I'm, well, I'm I'm feeling the vibe already. You know, I love it. That's great. That's, well, I'm so happy I, that you guys like the products. Yes, sir. And I want to go ahead and let our listeners know right up front. Uh, Greg's on satellite um, internet, so there may be a little lag and ours is not functioning great today. That's good. Let's just blame it on our sponsor right off the front. Greg's lagging satellite. So it's Greg's fault. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you know, you guys are starting to feel like my wife now, you know, it's it's, whatever happens is going to be my (laughs) fault. So I'm kind of used to this. Okay. So (laughs) Greg's got got strong shoulders and a strong back. Well, Greg, uh, welcome to the podcast. And we're glad to have you on. And Greg, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and basically uh, how you got into the upland hunting community yourself. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know it's uh, it's it's a it's a story that goes back almost uh, fifty years. Uh, I grew up in northern Illinois, um, and uh, my dad was uh, grew up in northern Minnesota, and we had friends in Iowa. Uh, back in the, back in the days when they had a lot of pheasants, um, in Iowa, um, I know they're coming back, so I don't want to get anybody upset that lives in Iowa. I know that pheasants are starting to come back there, but, um, and, uh, dad, dad took me, uh, took me pheasant hunting with my uncles and, and, uh, out in Iowa every year when I was started around seven years old. And, 
Um, you know, basically back in those days, Josh, uh, we did not have dogs. So they took me because they needed a dog, you know, well, the only yeah, thing is my nose wasn't quite as good as, as my dog, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I well, got to great, carry all uh, the birds and retrieve. There you go. <laughs> so, um, how old are you, Greg, by chance? Uh, I will be 60 next summer. So well, I'm, I'm an old guy. It don't, it don't show. You don't look a day over 59. He has yeah, that, well, I'm feeling at nice least 59 and a half. A... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, Greg. You've been in, a, in, a bird, in the bird hunting a long time, much like, uh, much like myself. Like I said, I've been bird hunting i'm 45 and i've been hunting since i was you know about the same as you six or eight years old oh but, he said he was 45 see i've got him convinced now he's 45 i'm actually just turned 44 <laughs> in september Sep- september the 10th my birthday greg and september the 11th september the 11th leslie started telling everybody i was almost 45 so she's got me convinced i'm 45 already well you don't look a day over I'm 29 man so you young. just tell leslie oh <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you've been in the upland game a long time, like myself, Greg, and um, I understand talking to you. You know, we've been in contact for the past month or so, and I understand talking to you. Um, you have a farm called uh, Cronkite Farms. Uh, tell us a little bit of where it's at and a little bit about it real quick, Greg. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, you know, when we, um, Jane and I kind of decided we wanted to get somewhere, another place, and, and I'd always been going to South Dakota to pheasant hunt every year with my family and uh, started looking pretty serious for a place. We ended up finding uh, a farm that had been in the same family for 40 or 50 years. And we purchased mm-hmm. that in 2011. And uh, it's uh, it was you know, 20, 2,200 acres. Uh, I've since added a couple hundred. So now we've got about 2,300 acre, or 2,500 acres here. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, what was really cool about the Cronkite farm, it would, it, it was a beautiful palette for, for habitat and for birds. There was a ton of birds here already. Um, lots of whitetail mule deer, a lot of, I don't know if you guys have done any, uh, prairie chicken, uh, hunting, but we've got prairie chickens and, uh, sharp tails and, you know, so it's, if you're an upland game hunter, it's kind of a nice place to be. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. um, but what, yeah, it's, it's neat, man. And what we were able to do, uh, the guy who owned it wasn't a hunter, but he was a conservationalist. So he had, he had for years planted thousands of trees here and, um, in South Dakota, you know, trees, trees in South Dakota, at least in this part of the world, don't go together very well. You have to be very, uh, you know, uh, you have to be purposeful about planting trees because mother nature isn't doing many of them. I could tell you. So, uh, having, you know, five or 10 or 12 groves of trees already on your property was a great palette to start with. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, I actually was talking about prairie chickens. I've never hunted prairie chickens, um, and, and I'm wanting to. That's on my bucket list is a prairie chicken and huns. I love. I grew up in the South myself, uh, as you know. I'm from Tennessee, and I grew up hunting bobwhites, and that I love to see the covey explosion and uh, you know the sharp tails uh, talking to Tyler 
I know you and Tyler are big buddies. And uh, talking to Tyler, we done a Tyler a podcast with him a few weeks ago, and talking to him, you know, he's like, uh, uh, "Man, you need to come up and, and and kill some huns," you know. And he said, "Some sharp tails, sharp tails," you know, they'll come up. You know, he said they're the, the popcorn effect. You know, that one will come up, another one will come up. But he said that huns. He said, "Man, hunting huns is like a a, a bob white on steroids." So I'm uh, <clears throat> hopefully get up to uh, Tyler's place next fall and and hunt some uh, uh, huns and. Uh, and some sharp tails and shoot. Never know. I might end up at Cronkite Farms next fall. <laughs> Good Lord willing, the river don't rise. I told Tyler. I told Tyler when we were uh, interviewing on the podcast. I said that's one requirement to be on the podcast is you we you know we get to come hunt your place. And he started laughing. He said, "Come <laughs> on." So. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, uh, you, you guys are welcome to come shoot some some prairie chickens here for sure. Um, we've got, um, and there's a lot of great public land around here for for chickens and sharptails. You know, the national grasslands is only mm-hmm. 20 minutes from my farm, and that's where a lot of people oh, come wow. yeah. to hunt the um, to hunt the sharptails and and the prairie chickens. But um, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, Hungarian partridge or huns. I had never shot a hun until this September. I went to a very long story, and I'm going to make this short, but we ended up getting an RV this summer because of COVID, and we just wanted to stay away from hotels and all that kind of stuff, and we just cruised around in our RV, and that was really cool. Mm -hmm. But we ended up in in, uh, uh, Buffalo, Wyoming area, and we were lucky enough to meet some uh, a a fellow that had uh, a couple thousand acres of ground, and we befriended him and he invited us to go ahead and hunt you know the property for a hungarian partridge now i had never Mm -hmm. hunted hungarian partridge and and let me tell you i don't have dogs with me at this point um i do have dogs i just didn't have them on this trip but jane and i hunted that property all week and i i I got i i think huns is probably number two on my list is fun birds to hunt I, i they are unbelievably fun um, yeah. the Covey rise, yeah. I, I've never, I, you know, and we have no dog that's pointing these things out. So you're basically walking, waiting for a, for a, a Covey rise. Right. And when they explode, yeah. it is like something you have never seen. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that definitely makes me want to. So your wife is Jane. Does yeah. Jane, does your wife hunt with you like Greg? No, Jane, Jane goes with me, uh, when we're like on a trip like that. Um, she does not hunt, but she brings a camera with her and she likes to walk. And, um, we oh, generally nice. do have our dogs. So if we, we have our dogs. Well, she'll walk with us and yeah. So she's a trooper. She, she kind of likes being outside and doing all that. Oh yeah. What, what do you have? You short hair, setters, pointers. What do you hunt, Greg? Um, you know, I'm really, really boring. Um, I I've had labs since forever and, um, okay. at least in South Dakota, in South Dakota for pheasant, which is the primary reason um, or what I'm using the dogs for, um, they're perfect for, for my ground. Um, you, you really want a flushing dog here. Uh, there's just too much scent uh, here, and especially late season on the Cronkite Farm. If if you've got a dog that, you know, you know, a lot of these pointer dogs are great dogs, but they range way out there, and um, if mm-hmm. you flush one one pheasant, then they all get up right around them and yep. 
Um, yep. you really got to have really close working dogs and, and that's what my dogs do. And, uh, but yeah, we, I don't know, we, man, I, we found since, that out. since I've, What's that? I was just going to say, we found that uh, there's this, the, here's the lag coming in. Yeah. But we, I was just going to tell you that we found that out in Kansas. That's we exactly out, what I was thinking. Yeah, I we was went like, out to Kansas that, pheasant I just hunting. had a Kansas flashback. Yeah, You're so and, right about the pointing dogs versus the fleshing dogs. Because, I mean, I, I can tell you right now, I cannot keep up with Okta, our um, German short hair. Can't do it. And so... I, <laughs> There's no way I yeah, can we, keep up with that. While we were out there, we actually hunted with uh, uh, the small games coordinator in Kansas, um, and he had a lab, which it's I can see, uh, and I told him right off the bat, I said, oh, yeah. I said, if you're going to just pheasant hunt, you know, that is the way to go, a, a flushing dog in front of you that stays close, you know, 15, 20 yards up in front of you. You know, that you can tell when the dog's birdie, and you can get ready, and it's basically, it, it's fun doing it, and I love that, but... Uh, yeah, that's. I foresee a lab in our future. Yeah, sure. yeah, we duck hunt. So. I mean, yeah, we have multi multiple reasons for. Yeah, to, I've I've had labs lab. my whole life, along with uh, you know setters and short hairs, but uh, it's uh, I see a multi purpose a lab for a flushing dog and and a duck dog too. But uh, Greg, everybody knows uh, the reason for our podcast is uh, today is you sponsor our podcast and uh we are so grateful for that and and we owe everything to you but i want to let you in and let you explain a little bit about dakota dakota 283 and uh, i i i think talking to you we might have some new things coming on the horizon but first of all i just want to say thank you and we really really it was funny we ordered our dakota 283s like a week before we had talked to you about sponsoring the podcast, you'd called me and I was like, I told Liz, I said, this is Greg Cronkite. I said, and we had just got our Dakota 283s in. So as we tell everybody every week on the podcast, we were using your kennels before you were sponsored. We absolutely love them. So tell a little bit, uh, awesome. tell everybody a little bit how you got, yeah, tell uh, everyone a little bit about how you got started and um, sure where you're at now and where we're going in the future, Greg. Sure, sure, no problem. Uh, without trying to be a monologue, cut in any time here. So, um, but uh, you know, probably the thing to start with on on how we got going was I'd been in plastics for a long time, and then we started a company in 1998 called Sterling Technologies. Um, it was a rotational molding company. Is a rotational molding company. Uh, we're in uh, Lake City, Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. um, we. We're a custom rotational molder, which means you make a lot of different products for different for different companies. You don't make yourself mm-hmm. your your own proprietary line of products. So we did that for quite a while, and and we we found a customer that did a lot of military casework, a lot of transfer cases, and different uh, things that needed to go into um, rotationally molded uh, containers. And we we started molding and designing those containers for this company, and we ended up really learning and cutting our eye teeth on what how do you protect what's inside of a of a container, and you can mm-hmm. imagine for military the kind of specifications that that you need for um, protecting the the ordnance or whatever whatever could be in a container for the military. So um, it right. was very eye opening, um, but. You know, it's all foundational and um, really nice building block for, 
you know, our, our knowledge base. And, and as, as we grew as a company and as I grew as a business owner, uh, we started a company called Good Ideas. And that basically became our, uh, our product company. And we primarily so, at that point, we were, yeah, go ahead. So, so real quick, um, for our listeners, I know, I know the answer, but you call it rotational molded. So that's basically roto molded is short for rotational molded. Correct. Correct. And that yes. was brought roto And that was basically invented. If I'm not mistaken, tell me if I'm wrong again. Now, did kayakers not invent that process? Well, I, you know, they've, they've used, yeah, there's definitely rotationally molded kayaks out there. They didn't invent the process. Um, actually, okay, the okay. process, the plastic people, stole, just to give you a quick history thing, the, the, the plastics people stole the process idea from the old chocolatiers out in, the, in Europe when they used to make the big hollow uh, snow, you know, Santa Clauses or, or bunnies, oh, you know, yeah. the hollow candy. Okay, yeah. it's, it's the same exact process. Um, you basically take powdered uh, polyethylene and you put it in a mold and you rotate it in an oven and you melt the powders on the inside of the cavity of the mold and you end up oh, with, a, okay. with a large hollow part. So, yeah. so it's yeah. kind of like, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, my listeners know, I don't even think I've ever talked to you about this, but I used to be a huge, you know, uh, fisherman and do all, it's kind of like basically spin casting. That's what we call it when we were doing lead in a rotational mold, it's called spin casting. So basically it's the same process only with polyethylene, uh, powder, correct? Um, I'm not that familiar with with spin casting, but it sounds like it could yep. be. Yes, it sounds like I it think, could I be. think it, I yeah. think it's about the same process. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. And and while you're on the subject, not to bore everybody, but the reason rotational or rotomolding is so great for what we are doing for the kennel process and some of the other products is the powders lay up over time. Like let's say the oven cycle is 20 minutes. Okay. So because uh -huh. they lay up over time, um, there's less stresses in the plastic when it cools. Um, it, they're oh. layered together, which makes mm -hmm. it much stronger to, and it can resist mm -hmm. impact versus, say, like injection molded uh, or thermoformed type parts. So, um, so when you get a rotationally molded part, you know it can, you know, generally with, withstand impact, okay? Um, mm -hmm. And, and that's real important, you know, and, and what we did with the military process is we found what resins for the rotational product uh, process are, are going to be best for longevity, best for UV resistance, you know, because mm -hmm. these things are going to be out in the sun a lot, um, mm -hmm. best for impact, best for cold weather, best for hot weather. So we kind of put all that knowledge and geometry development. Um, and when, when I finally came to the point where we started in the garden process with the, uh, I started talking to you about the good ideas, uh, company. Um, we started making rain barrels and composters and, and a lot of garden products, you know, raised bed gardens oh, cool. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, cause we, yeah, I like the garden too. And, uh, but then I said, you know, I'm going to make something that, that, uh, I think would be really neat on something that I am passionate about, which obviously is upland, upland hunting. 
And, um, you know, I didn't start with the kennel. I started with what we call the Badlands Vault. I don't know if you've been on the the uh, the website at all, but we have gun vaults um, uh-huh. that you put in the back of your truck. Okay. Uh-huh. And so we started with the Badlands Vault and kind of as a whim, I said, well, wouldn't it be cool if you had all your gear in this vault and then you could put a kennel on top of the vault and put your dog in the kennel and strap it all down and go down the road. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, let's, let's develop, uh, let's develop the kennel and put it on the back, uh, of the, of the vault. Well, it didn't take as long to figure out that people were more interested in the, in the kennel than they were in the vault. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were like, okay, all right. Well, you know what? Maybe we should do some more kennel work here. <laughs> some yeah. more crates. It's funny. So it's funny, Greg. That it's <laughs> funny, Greg, that you talk about it. You talk about the Badlands vault because in our intro, I know you didn't get to hear that. You just kind of sitting there uh, waiting for us. But on our intro, we had talked about that's one reason we love the Dakota 283 is because of its dimensions you know a lot of your upland hunters you know i know i you know this personal well you're the company owner a lot of us use the medium size kennels and those medium size kennels are perfect to go on top of a like you said the badlands gun vault or you know any decking system you know they are the perfect size because you can get the same inside dimensions with your medium as you know a lot of your competitors double wall you know road emoted uh but you know, intermediate, you're 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 the same inside dimensions, you know, and it, it go great on top of your vault system. Which that is funny you mentioned that because yeah, we had just talked about that in our intro. That's the beauty of how like oh, we that- ended up with uh, the Dakota two eighty three kennel was we were seriously like driving down the road. I I can't remember if we were dog training that day or what. We're driving down the road. We're talking about it. We're talking about what would work best for us. And as we're going down the road, Josh is having me Google dimensions of everything. And then we're Googling like the interior and the exterior dimensions. And then we see like with the Dakota 283, like this could work for us much better because Mm -hmm. we're looking into a decking system, you know, just like everybody else, we're strapped for space in the back of the truck when we're going on these trips. And and, you know, it, it just kind of went from there. We got the kennels. You guys became a sponsor. And it just feels good to be sponsored by somebody that, you know, we did the research on our own. It wasn't pitched to us. That's and cool. um, yeah, yeah. And it, and it works. Well, Leslie, it, it's probably a God thing, right? You know, it was a God thing that brought us all together. <laughs> it was. So, you know. yeah, I think I did hear some <laughs> angels and harps, you know, whenever we, we hit yeah. uh, submit on our order. But <laughs> Oh, it's funny. Well, you know, it, it is interesting when you guys talk about that, because one of the things that we did target was, um, you know, let's look at our competitors and let's, let's look at what we don't like about their products. And one of the things we didn't like about our competitors' products was, um, you know, remember the old Wendy's commercial, where's the beef, you know? Uh, I don't know, if maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm aging myself here, but. Oh, no. Uh, oh, but, no. Uh, no, when, no, no. Yeah, so when you open the door, it's like, where's the beef? You know, you open the door and the inside dimensions are so much smaller than the outside. And we're like, okay, well, we don't want to do that because we want the dogs to be comfortable and we want to have all the useful space that we can use. And then the other thing that we really focused on was fairly straight sidewalls 
Um, so we can get two kennels side by side without any wasted space. Um, a lot of our competitors, you know, they're octagonal shapes or, or whatever, and you end up with a lot of, you know, space that is not useful. Um, and let's face it, when you're on a road trip, you, you need every inch in the back of your truck. So, um, That's well, just, you know, I'm those are two things that we really truck. looked at. Well, I'm not going to sell myself short here. I'm a, a super strong person. Like, um, I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of serious at the same time. Um, the kennel we used before we got the Dakota 283s, like I had to drag that thing around, you know, and and it was just kind of a pain. And with the Dakota 283s, you know, I'm whipping that thing in and out of the truck, no problem. And, and in terms of like the room on the inside, uh, the first day we used them, we actually had one dog jump up in the kennel and instead of jumping in the other kennel, the next dog jumped in the same kennel with that dog. And I said, look there. The, I mean, they're not happy about it because they don't want, you know, they don't like each other that much. But, but I was like, look at these two big GSPs and they're together. Yep. You know, like that's pretty impressive. Oh, that is, you know, that Greg, is awesome. uh, yeah, that's we, cool. we gained, we, we gained from the kennels that we previously used to your kennels. We gained six inches of space from side to side. And we actually gained about four inches front to back, just, just going to your kennels. And, it's, and it's, the, the, the space that we gained on top oh, yeah. of the kennels outside the kennel in the back of the truck was, was key too. Yeah. I mean, it, it really just, like we have. it just works really well if you use a Lear top and, <clears throat> and that's what you're doing. So I mean, well, 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 some some of the some of the soft advantages that you don't really think about or talk about is you don't have to go to the chiropractor as, as often trying to lift that big heavy Liberty <laughs> safe into your into the back of your uh, your truck. I, I tell people it's funny, and we all know who we're talking about here on that that other kennel. Uh, you know, it's it's like lifting a Liberty safe into your truck. I, I mean, yep. Yep. I, I could take a very a fairly petite person um and they are able to grab our molded in handle kennel and lift it by themselves into into vehicles and you know what mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. you know that wouldn't be worth anything if it wasn't a super um you know protective container for your animal but but you get mm -hmm. the best of both worlds you see Yep. So, and how many how many women anyway. hunters do we have out there, Greg? How many women hunters do we have that hunt by ourselves? That this is a huge. I, I could totally for. handle these by myself, but uh, you know what I was thinking about too is you know Josh has had um, shoulder surgery how many times now? Three times. Um, our good buddy Brian that we talk about all the time, who was just with us in Kansas, he's getting ready to have the same soldier, or shoulder surgery um, in, is it next yeah, month? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, that might be I mean, the, uh, hip if you're having here, you know, we're not, none of us are getting any younger. And um, if you have any of those issues, like you can still maneuver this kennel around without hurting yourself right and and I, that's important because we want to keep shooting we want to keep hunting and um you know why exert your energy and put yourself in that kind of uh, bad situation if you don't have to you know 
Yeah, no, just it's a convenience thing. And, you know, it's um, it, it's really been a, a great uh, seller, you know, part of the, the, the package of why it's a, it's a good product. But I'll tell you, when people when people talk about why they like that product, um, the thing that really sticks out every time I talk to somebody is how much they love our door. And, you know, oh, yeah. they love all the other stuff, too. And, you know, I mean, we're, I was talking to you a little bit earlier about um, injection molded plastics versus rotationally molded plastics. And so when I see um, competitors that have any bit of plastic on their door, which frankly is a high impact part and a multiple use part, um, I know it's not if, it's when uh, they're going to have breakage and failure. Um, because they have stresses in the plastic, you have shrink and expansion of plastic in cold and hot weather, and then you have stress of impact, and it's you're just eventually going to have a failure on that product. So um, what we decided to do, and our G1, we're now on G3, Generation 3, our G1, we started with a pin door, a, a stainless steel, an all stainless steel pin door, and I found out pretty quick that I was not happy with pin doors anymore. So um, I just didn't like the way they functioned as a as a dog owner and a hunter, uh, trying to find the hole in the you know where you're supposed to put it, and you know trying to get your dog in at the same time. And so that the, the spring loaded pin door system was something we wanted to move away from real quick. And we ended up um, developing a, a custom. Stain, all stainless steel grate, all stainless steel lock components, um, aluminum framed uh, door that has really been well accepted in the industry. And people know us for our door. I mean, they're, they're you know, they're slammable, they're lockable. Uh, you can see your dog, you know, the, the, the front of the door is not covered by, you know, material. And um, uh, it's been really cool to see people get excited about it. Yeah, it's and if I don't know if you listened to our last podcast or not, but on our last podcast that was a that was a huge selling point that I was talking about in our intro when we were talking about our sponsors was y'all's door. I said, man, their door is is indestructible. It's stainless. You don't have to work. You can slam the door. It's going to lock in, every time. Easy I, that, out. Yep, that was a huge uh, selling point to uh, on our last podcast was your stainless steel door um, lock, locking mechanism construction. Love it. I mean, that's that's top of the line. And I, I always have to throw in, you know, and and say say it's because I'm a female. If you want, I don't care. But they're such a like good looking kennel too. Oh, I yeah. mean, they they're just a classy looking kennel. They're I love the logo. Um, I I love the colors. I. I mean, they're just good looking kennels that are easy to maneuver, functional, um, tough. It's it's just every all around a great package deal. And the value. I mean, the price too it was a big selling point. Mm-hmm. I mean, why spend that much more money for something that is actually harder to deal with, you know? Right. A lot of people right. think they right. see higher price and they think, well, this must be the best one. Uh, I don't, I disagree. You know, I think that that in this case, 
especially like higher price does not mean a better product. Well, you know, I, I think, I think that, um, one thing that I will give kudos to my competitor who has a very high priced, uh, kennel, I will give them kudos for kind of breaking the, uh, the way people look at crates and protection for dogs. Um, so, mm-hmm. cause they were kind of first in for the, in the very high end expensive, um, kennel market, um, which is great. So, you know, applaud them for that. Um, I do agree with you that the value that you get with the Dakota products um, far exceed um, what you get with all the other kennels out there. Uh, and I could I could look at every one of them and tell you why uh, and go down the list. Um, you don't have to spend the most money to get a better product. And, and that's mm-hmm. what's cool about about our product. You know, um, mm-hmm. we're. Uh, we're you're funny you talk about uh you really like our our logo uh we're in the middle of a a rebranding of the logo actually and it's going to change a little bit (laughs) we're going to change it a little bit you know it's it's just a couple little tweaks um but you know it's it's still going to be the same great products and um you know you know we, we we're uh, we're we're going after different markets, and and that's hence the reason that we offer all those different colors. And um, y- you know, one color does not fit all. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think that um, you know, just listening to you talk about how the product was developed and everything, the it's nice knowing that you didn't make a good product with Gen One and then just sit on it and stay right there. You paid attention to what worked and what didn't work, and you kept developing your product, and it sounds like you're continuing to develop your product. And that's what makes you such a good company. And, um, you know, big, good other big companies like Garmin, you know, I mean, they do the same thing. You have to keep looking at how to make your product better and how to keep reaching the wide demographic and, and, um, you know, giving people what they really need and what they want. And that's what Dakota's doing. So, well, well, first of all, thank you for comparing me to Garmin because I am always super, super impressed by their product development process and what they, what they do. Um, I'm, I'm a pilot as, as well as, you know, so I, I have an airplane and, um, Gar- so I'm kind of up on new things that are coming out all the time. Garmin is actually in the uh, in aviation, and they make navigation systems. And they just came out with, and I'm not. This is the rabbit hole I was telling you about earlier. That they they just came <laughs> out with an auto land button. <laughs> they came out with an wow. auto land button. So like somebody who's sitting next to me, if I have if I pass out, they don't know how to fly the airplane. All they have to do is press a button. It finds the nearest airport and lands the airplane for you. And this Holy is smoke. Garmin. So I, I mean, it, they they are amazing. They are absolutely amazing wow. what they can do. So thank you for comparing me to Garmin, man. That's that's a huge compliment. <laughs> well, you know, we all love Garmin. Garmin's awesome. I'm a for, former GIS specialist. And so, like, I've been using Garmin products since they were big and bulky and cumbersome and, and watched them go through the development process. And so, um, you know, 
seeing you working with, you know, your product and developing it and changing it. I mean, that's what you have to do to not drop off the map, right? No pun intended. Like you have to, you have to continue to improve and develop and see what people need. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. And And that's why you're going to stick around. Yeah. And speaking of development, Greg, um, I know we've talked a lot about your G1, 2, and 3 kennels or or your your latest G3. What else have you got coming down the pipe um, that's new? I know you'd talk to me and uh, well, you've got your Dine and Dash. Uh, you've got some other stuff. Uh, tell us some other uh, stuff about your other products and what's in the future for Dakota 283. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Josh. Um, well, you know, the, th- the first thing I just want to say is that the, the reason we are always innovating is not only, you know, all good ideas did not start with Dakota 283. Um, our ideas are coming from folks like you, coming from from customers that are using our products, saying, hey, I love it, but if you guys did this, it'd be better. Um, and and we listen to that. I mean, that's, we love nothing more. Listen, we've made almost every mistake you can make in product development, you know, you know, and this is why you have different generations. It's like, oh, I didn't really think of that. But um, we found out, unfortunately, in the field that we need to change what this is. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. Um, The original stainless steel locking door, when we went away from the pin, we had this beautiful locking door with the mechanism and um, but the back of the mechanism was not covered with a plate. And so we started selling these things and people would say, Hey, I love, I love this door lock, but um, my dog can get, you know, caught on some of these things in the, you know, (laughs) from the lock, you know? And so we had to go out and develop a plate that fits over that stainless steel plate that fits over the back on the inside of the door. So, so these are the kinds of things that we're continually listening, we're continually developing and playing with, um, and it's it actually makes for better products and 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 new a lot a lot of new products too, which makes it kind of fun. So, okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. So Josh, I told you I could I could keep going here. So um, <laughs> the new new some of the new things uh, that we're doing. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking, we're in the talking phase, concept phase of a, G, a G4 kennel. Um, pretty excited about that. Um, it's going to probably be first quarter of 2021, I would guess, first ca- ca- calendar quarter. Um, we lost a little bit of steam Not this long. year with COVID and everything else. And we're, we're hoping first quarter, but you know how these product developments go, you know, <laughs> it's, I can't right, promise, right, exactly. but, um, yep. and then, um, so that's, that's one of the things that we're looking at and, um, you, we're, we're adding on to certain things that have done really super well. Um, so have you guys seen the, um, forever insert for the mediums? Are you familiar with the forever insert? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the forever insert was great for breeders, uh, and new, new dog owners. And, um, sorry about that. And, uh, they, it, it allows, it allows the dog. That's a very small dog allows the owner to be able to, um, buy their forever kennel, which would be the Dakota 283 kennel, 
um, mm-hmm. and puts this insert inside and creates a small space. And as the dog grows, we just move the insert back in the kennel. And uh, eventually you take the insert out and the dog is in its forever home and its forever, forever kennel. So we, yeah, so we the, started. The, grows, uh, the, dog, the dog grows with the kennel. That's correct. Instead of buying a small, cheap kennel when it's young, because you want you want your dog to be in a small area when they're young. They they don't like large, super large areas, um, and uh, so that this way you don't have to go buy two or three different kennels while your dog is growing. So uh, people are really starting to love that product. Um, we've decided that we're going to expand that and move that from a, uh, a medium, uh, in, expand into the large and extra large with an insert. So, mm-hmm. so hopefully that's also out early next year. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty excited about that. Uh, just another add on, um, right. you know, things like we came out with, um, the hero kennel this year. Um, I'm, are you guys familiar with the hero kennel? Uh, no, I'm not familiar with a hero kennel, but I've heard some talk about it. Yeah. So, so the hero kennel is basically, you know, your worst, your worst actor as a hunting dog on steroids, um, and being ticked off all the time. Okay. So it's, (laughs) it's a working dog kennel. Um, basically we collaborated with, a fellow by the name of Mike Ritland, who's an ex Navy SEAL, and and he now trains uh, Belgian Malinois for um, police uh, departments and private people who need uh, a working dog uh, on their grounds. And man, these things are really intense. If you've ever been around one of those, they are an intense dog. So, um, so it's, it's a G3 it's a, on steroids. It, it's a yeah, probably times 10. I mean, the door, um, it's almost like a Fort Knox program, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's really a, it's really a cool, it's overkill for the basic hunting dog. So your audience probably wouldn't need one, but if you do have a very aggressive, super aggressive dog that, you know, can chew through everything and, and gotta get out of everything, then, then this is, this is a I've great product for you. I've I'm not. Oh, you have. I've had a I've had a dog like that, and and I literally Mm -hmm. had to take this dog to work with me every day because he managed to um, chew up and destroy every kennel I put him in, and and you know I mean it's I I feel like um, there's people out there. It's not just like you said, not the hunting dog population probably, but you know, people have these certain breeds of dogs that are um, aggressive or have that anxiety, Mm -hmm. major anxiety. Yes. And um, yes. And that's, that's what you're going to have to have. Now that, now your hero kennel, if I'm not mistaken, isn't the door like a a mesh. It's not a, a, a square, a square, um, what I'm thinking, like a, a made up of squares. It's like the uh, like the heavy duty steel mesh doors. Am I correct? It it, it is, but it's 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 not steel. I, I believe it's also stainless steel, um, and okay. you know it's got the heavy duty piano hinge, and and it has our same okay, locking yeah. mechanism in the middle. But mm-hmm. we also have two really heavy duty stainless steel locks on the top and bottom of okay. the door. So you literally have three connector points on this door to keep it 
um, to pe- keep it closed. So, um, yeah, wow, it's, police department it, going it's, crazy pretty, it's pretty cool, man. Well, yeah, it's been a tough year for marketing. I gotta say, I, I, we introduced it in the shot show last year and that was a uh, late January. And we had this little thing happen about 30 days later that kind of, kind of hurt us this year as far as going to show it anymore. <laughs> we couldn't I, get to too many shows after that. <laughs> I'm just hoping there's going to be a pheasant fest this spring. We're supposed to be going to pheasant fest, but I don't know how that's going to end up. It's it's canceled, sir. I hate to be the it one is. to break it to we you, did. but it has been. It has. Oh. Been emailed us yeah, yet. it's been canceled. Wow. Yeah, it has been canceled um, and moved to 2022. News. I know they 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 canceled shot show and uh, pheasant fest. So unfortunately, be, but maybe fest? maybe fortunately because I was kind of. A, I didn't think there's going to be that many people going, and B, you know, it's just probably the right thing to do, I guess. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, it probably is the right thing to do, and, you know, I hope that we continue to find ways to circumvent these situations, you know, and I think that's one reason why podcasts are pretty awesome through this pandemic is that, you know, we can still find ways to reach out to one another and, um you know, like you can still get your product information out and you have a platform for that more than one platform for that. And, um, you know, maybe something really neat will come up virtual that we can all participate in hopefully, but it it just kind of stinks because we all just want to get together so bad. I know. And it really, Greg, it really, I haven't talked to you about our audience in a while, but it just blows my mind how your numbers double. I mean, it, when you're first getting started in this podcast thing, you're like, you know, does people really want to listen to us? Then you look at your numbers and you're like, Hey, they're listening. Then you look at them again. You're like, Holy smokes. And every time you look at your numbers, just like twice the people and more and more messages. So yeah, it really, it's really, really neat. It's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool, cool ego trip to see your business grow. You know, I mean, I, I feel the same way when, when things grow on my end, it's like, it's like, oh, that's, I guess all of our hard work is we're, we're hitting a chord here or we're doing something right. You know, kind of, it's very but reaffirming. So. It is. And it's a big ego trip when you have some, you know, listeners takes you and say they're your biggest fan. And I'm like, I, didn't know. I was looking for <laughs> fans. Or, or when cool. somebody says your podcast <laughs> didn't come out on Monday, it ruined my morning routine. I'm like, oh, bless your heart. I need to know what your morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> routine is like. <laughs> oh, that is great. I love it. Oh, man. Well, it is, so, uh, it is a great way to, to pass time. That's for sure. So. Yeah, it is. So you're, so you're, uh, you're looking at the. Uh, uh, we've discussed a, a few things that's coming out in the spring. And now, did you say something about some new colors the other day when I talked to you about possibly some new colors? Yeah, coming out yeah. Off so, so right. So let me. Yeah, I haven't quite finished my uh, my new product thing. So, um, you know, oh, okay. I, first of all, I have way I I have way too many new products that are in my brain that I could actually implement. So you know, I've got that issue. So. I apologize for that up front, but that's, you know, that's we're, a good we're issue to have with. Yeah, I know, but it's also, it waters down your, your resources to, you know, be ineffective sometimes because then you don't focus on one thing and get it to the finish line, but that's a whole yeah, nother story. So, um, <laughs> so, um, 
you know, we're working on things like, you know, some accessories for the, for the kennels, you know, since people like our, our kennels, why don't we come out with our own version of a dog bed for each kennel, um, a, a, a cover for insulated cover for, for cold weather, um, and, you know, some ratchet strap type products. So just some, some accessories that people can buy as a package from us. Right. Um, so those will be coming out at some point. Um, the other thing that we're that we're uh, in process on is um, we've done a lot of testing, but we haven't built our own testing equipment uh, for impact and for for strength and and for durability. And so we're in process and and doing our own um, testing equipment um, and having that uh, the ability to anytime we come out with something new or if we want to try something different. Um, not only can we test it, but we, we've got all the data that we could publish for folks like you or on our website to, to show you, you know, hey, this is this is what we claim and here's here's the test results and this kind of thing. So um, people seem to really like the data driven information chain. So we're we're really uh, working on trying to provide more of that kind of data to folks. So, yeah, that, yeah that's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, I think aesthetically, um, you know, Jane is, she's kind of my aesthetic uh, go, no go gauge. And, you, you know, she's caught a lot of things that, uh, you know, that Josh and I would think was awesome. You know, this is great. And then she'd say, there's no woman that's going to buy this, Greg. Yeah, but it's great. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, you gotta, you, you, <laughs> exactly. you, gotta, you gotta have, you got to, you know, have a female look at some of this stuff and get an opinion. And I don't mean that in a sexist way at all. It's just that you got to have a oh, different no, opinion. Oh, no, I get what you're so, saying. Yeah, I mean, because I'll come out with something that's black and has a lot of bumps on it. And I think it's great, you know, but um, <laughs> that's about it, you know. Uh, but um, so we ended up coming out with originally what we called our signature series uh, kennels. Um, and they were purple, blue, um, sandstone, and uh, I can't remember the fourth color. But we've since integrated all those colors as a standard part of our, our offerings. Um, and I, I am blown away at how many people buy purple kennels. I'm blown away. Really? It's, mm -hmm. it's wow. yeah. I mean, bright purple, too. It's not, it's not like yeah. a subtle thing. It's a bright well, purple I'm, kennel, right? <laughs> yeah, the kennels that we ordered. Well, the kennels that we ordered, we I like the blaze orange. Your blaze orange kennels are sweet. We got a couple of those. Oh yeah, cool. they're good that's looking cool. kennels. Yeah, yeah. and they, they draw attention. That's, that's awesome. And I mean, come on, we're we want them to be aesthetically pleasing, and you know, we want people mm -hmm. when we're out and about and we're seeing our fellow hunters out in the field. You know, like we you know, we want to kind of be proud of our product and, and look, look here, look at what we're using, you know, and, and stand out. And so, um, I, I thought it was really cool when we first started looking at the D Dakota 283s, I was like, look at all these color options, which, you know, I'm not big on the, on like pink necessarily or anything anymore. I used to right. be, but like now I saw that blaze, yep. blaze orange and I was like, Oh man, yeah, that, that's a sexy kennel. You, you and know, I it is it. interesting. I, I, I got to tell you that the orange does well. Um, 
the the blues and the purple does well. You know, pink not so much. You know, there's not as many pinks as we sell, but certain people really like the pink. But you know, our biggest seller probably is the coyote um, granite and the dark granite. Yep. Those are yeah. probably our two yeah, that makes biggest sense. sellers. But yeah, but I'll t- it, you know different strokes for different folks and. Um, you well, know, we're looking you at more uh, people when you have more options, right? Uh, absolutely. That's the way we look at it. It just takes more inventory because you got to have all those different <laughs> sizes and the different colors, but you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is and, and you just go forward. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm real excited about 2021 and, and what we can do. And um very excited that you guys decided to to keep us as a, take us on as a sponsor and, um, you know, just keep doing great work. You know, you guys are doing an awesome job and getting a lot of great information out to folks that, uh, love what we do. So. Yeah. Well, we really, really, really appreciate that, Greg. And like I said, we're, I'm interested. We're going to, we're going to, to actually get us a couple of those dining dashes because, um, we, we found out in Kansas tying out five dogs on a string. One of our other sponsors are Cable Gangs. It's a, a, His name's a Brandon, and he lives in Louisiana, and he's got tie-out systems. And it, those dining dashes would be the ticket for tying out four or five dogs on one of those. And that's that's our, probably going to be our next little deal with uh, with the Dakota 283 is, mm-hmm. is hooking ourselves up with some dining dashes. So mm-hmm. that'll uh, just look at your order. Well, I would You'll see those coming through. I, I would definitely get get a couple of those. I, I, I'll tell you, if you don't have a 5.0 dash, um, I th- I think that's one of the best products that we that we carry. Um, mm-hmm. Five gallons of water. Um, you know, I, I fill it up like once, maybe twice a week for the dogs. But I mean, they they are they have water continuously for four or five days, six days in a row without having to refill it. And I don't have yep, to worry yep. about water. It it's it's awesome. It really is. Yeah, so. exactly. And anytime anytime you've got a string of dogs, you know, when you're hunting, especially like we do, we take week long trips because where we live, we don't have a lot of uh, birds here. We woodcock hunt and a few grouse, but we have to travel a lot. And anytime you're out on the side of a, a dirt road and you know around a walk in or public area, wherever you're at, it's easy just to you know grab that dine and dash, sit it out, let your dogs you just picked up get a drink, stick it right back in the truck, turn new dogs out, and keep rolling. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. Yep. So, well, uh, that's awesome. Greg, uh, is there anything I know we're going to, uh, I know it's uh, about time to wrap things up around here. And is there anything you want to leave us with on the end and uh, for our listeners to hear and uh, a, a way to get a, in touch with you or, or find your company on the um, internet? Yeah. The, well, yeah, sure. The, the main thing is, um, you know, th- I, first, I want to thank everybody who's already purchased products from us and um, tell your friends. Uh, you can reach us at uh, goodideasinc.com um, or dakota283.com. Um, mm-hmm. And um, you can reach me personally. Uh, my email is greg at goodideasinc.com. And uh, you know, to be happy to, to help anybody that needs any help. And thank you guys again for, for being partners with us. I, I really appreciate hey, it. 
Yes, sir. And Greg, we really, really appreciate you coming on today. And one last thing we wanted to say, if anybody has a Dakota 283 kennel, a Dine and Dash, don't be afraid to hashtag or throw the at symbol. Let Greg know you got it. Let us know you got it here at Upland Outdoor Adventures, a hashtag or add us on that so we can see that. And we really, really, really want to thank our listeners. And uh, Greg, it was great having you on. I know you're a busy man and we look forward to talking to you soon, buddy. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Have a great week and thank you again. All right. Yeah, Merry thanks, Christmas Greg. to you, Greg. Merry Christmas to you guys. And uh, sorry for my phone ringing. <laughs> there, there's somebody We've really already to get a hold of been me here, through but... that here. <laughs> that, that time. We understand. <laughs> so, Greg, hey, and, until next time, Greg, it's good talking to you. Same here, guys. Take care now. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. And that was Greg Cronkite, our favorite guy in the world, owner of, De- <laughs> owner of Dakota 283 Kennels, and uh, just a great guy. He's been a great sponsor. And, I mean, if there's anything that you're doubting now about a Dakota 283, I don't know why. I mean, it's... And like you said, I mean, reach out to him. He gave you, I mean, yeah, his personal email, (laughs) the company information, um, become a patron and we can hook you up with a special discount code. Yep. Um, Um, it's more contact information. If you miss it first and you're new to the podcast, uh, you can find us on Facebook, of course, at Upland Outdoor Adventures. You can go on Instagram, follow us at upland underscore oa and our email address is upland oa at gmail.com and like i said want to thank greg for coming on and next week uh probably either nick larson or john prince or the american woodcock society a representative for the american woodcock society so any questions like i was saying earlier in the intro, any questions to do with, you know, woodcock, banding, migration, anything you want to know about a woodcock, email us or send us a message on Instagram, Facebook. I have a question about a woodcock. Oh, here we go. What? How much wood could a woodcock cock if a woodcock could cock wood? That is a woodchuck. Oh, same, like, principle of the matter. I've never seen a woodcock cock wood. Well... How, how often have you really watched them and stalked them in the wild? Or if you want to know <laughs> something uh, about a short hair, um, want to talk to a reputable breeder, ask a very reputable breeder uh, that's known across the country, probably one of the top, if not the top, short hair breeder in the in the game, um, John Prince with Prince's Quality Gun Dogs. Give us a question, uh, shoot us an email, Facebook message, Instagram message. Um, or Nick Larson, anything to do with Project Upland. If you've got any questions or any questions you want us to ask him um, specifically, shoot us an email, um, and we'll be you know, glad to ask. But ma- Send us some suggestions um, for improvement or for future episodes, yeah, anybody things you, you want to hear. hear. Yep. Um, once again, uh, we 
I myself am working on um, getting together a special live group chat for patrons only and ourselves. Yep. And if you want to become um, a patron, you go still to w- have time to get in on that. Yep. Go to www.patreon.com and look for Upland Outdoor Adventures. You'll see our mugs right there. And if you want to give five, ten, twenty dollars a month, whatever you want to give, feel free. Um, and get in on the live chat. It's going to be a hoot. If you know Man Lesler, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know it's not going to be boring, I promise you. No, and it'll be way more like open and relaxed than even this. Word. Yeah. I, I mean, we're super goofy whenever we're just like together relaxing. And well, I mean, we said on the last podcast how we were um, watching the YouTube of... Uh, it was uh, Standing Stone yeah. Kennels, yeah, and chatting. And that's the kind of stuff we like to do. It's just fun. I think they enjoyed it, too. And so, like, we want to get to that point where we have people, like, chatting with we us. We want people and, to get on and wreck our live episodes. Like, yeah. we like to get on and wreck other yes, people's live yes. episodes. Yes, do it. And I want, and once again, too, um, I want to hear from the ladies out there. We're not, We're not hearing anything from you. I know you're out there. Um, questions, suggestions, anything, um, you know, reach out to us. We want to know who you are, where you're at, what you're into. Once again, sorry it took us so long to get this out, but due to, um, life, household emergencies slash life. Yes. It happened this week and, uh, we're not going to make a habit of it, but want to thank you once again for coming on and, and listening to us for a little over an hour, just jibber jabber, and <laughs> we really love our listeners and really love our patrons. If if it wasn't for the patrons, we couldn't do this. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you that. If it was not for the patrons, we couldn't do this because they're the ones that pay the bills, the subscriptions and prescriptions and everything <laughs> else. <laughs> but uh, we really want to thank our patrons. We love everybody, and and until next time, I think uh, I think this is a wrap. I think this is episode 13 already. It's a wrap. It's going to go out tonight, and then you'll still have one to look forward to on Monday of yeah, next week. Yeah, so you're going to get a midweek Wednesday version, plus a fresh and hot off the, the press. press Monday. Hey, everyone, have a great week, and talk to you next week. And until then... Hope everybody has stay a, safe, stay healthy. Yeah, have kill, fun. A bunch get of outside. Birds. Yeah, make a bunch of friends. Have some great camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Hey, God bless everyone. We'll see you next week.